Hello and welcome to Building Brand You, the show where we help you to accelerate your success, getting you more clients, more revenue, more business and more opportunities by unlocking your greatest asset, you. My name is Kim Hamer and I'm an international business coach and serial entrepreneur. This podcast is designed for you to help you unlock what you already have and to give you a whole host of tools and techniques that can help you to accelerate your success by building your own brand you. Hello everyone and welcome to Building Brand You. In this feature length episode of Building Brand You, I am delighted to welcome Amy Rowlandson. Amy is a leader in purpose and fulfillment. With a fascination for understanding why people do what they do in life, Amy is on a mission to help entrepreneurs become values-based, purpose-driven and people-centred. At the heart of what she does is a simple message. As a life purpose coach, she helps you to focus on your why with clarity, uniting your passion and purpose with a plan to create the life you truly desire. As a global podcaster and mentor, Amy speaks with people from all walks of life, providing uplifting and relatable conversations that are designed to inspire you to take action. In property, Amy has been a residential landlord for 15 years, has a substantial property portfolio in the south of England, is an SSAS trustee and has been running a property mastermind since 2017. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Amy Rowlandson. Good morning, Amy. How are you today? Thanks for joining me. Oh, Kim, it's such a pleasure to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, I'm so excited to talk to you today. Um, listeners, uh, Amy and I sort of met a few months ago through um, the Professional uh, Speaking Association. That's where we fell across each other. And through the power of networking and conversation, we have ended up on this podcast together. So we're going to be spending uh, the next sort of 30 to 40 minutes with Amy. So really looking forward to that conversation. Where I like to start with my guest, Amy, is just tell us a bit about who you are. Who's Amy? Business, personal, you're in charge of the story here. Oh, in charge of my own story. That's it. That's good. So I would describe myself as a midlife beginner. I think that's probably the best place to start because that's where I feel I have started more recently in the last few years. And what I mean by that is I've done so many more things in the last few years than I probably have done in in a lifetime. And I don't know how or why that's happened. Well, I probably do, to be fair. So... (laughs) So what, so what did happen was I moved from a position of existing to living and purpose has now become much more prevalent in my life and filters through everything I do. And it all started with me leaving one job to do a refurbishment on a property and then realised actually I could leverage existing equity that we had in our own property to build a portfolio which would then allow my husband to retire from his work, which would then allow me to have a huge amount of freedom and flexibility to do the things that I love. So in a nutshell, I feel like it's been an, a bit of a whirlwind, although I know that there's been some very long days involved in that, that sort of time period, but it really has awakened me to a whole different way of living. 
That sounds like quite a compressed plan of attack there, Amy. Um, so, you know, when you, I guess when you, when did you have that, that, that moment of realisation that you were just existing and, you know, what, what, was there a moment that actually you remember going, oh, I, you know, yeah, I see it now. I think that there was a, a sequence of events that led up to a point where I wouldn't say breaking point, but it was probably, it probably was, it was a point of this can't continue. And that was where my husband, I could really see from a different perspective that he was working such long hours, was working in a, in a space that he didn't particularly enjoy. And he was missing out on, had been missing out on years of time with us as a family. Now, we do, we've, always, we've been together over 26 years now. And in that time, we've always worked as a team together. So we knew that when the children were young, I would be at home with them. He would continue working. Now, that seemed like a great plan at the time. And for many years, it worked because we didn't see an alternative. We didn't see that there was an, an opportunity for other things to happen. So we sort of went through that. We went through that process, similar to many ways, many other people in the same respect. And then I realized that I was seeing a different person. You know, my husband wasn't who he was when we first had children. And over the years, he started to really sort of, I could see something biting away. And this person was not the same person, didn't have the same energy or life. And I just knew something had to change. So whether there was a moment I think there probably was in a, in the ability that I saw how I could help. And, and that was when I realized that property and building of property to create an alternative income for us as a, as a family meant that he then was able to step away from his job. So I spent three years doing that and it worked and he retired in October, 2019 and has, you know, now taken over many of the the roles so even though he's retired in the sense that he's not formally working for another company he still has an active role in in, in the, our own business and our property business and I'm now able to move into different spaces such as podcasting and coaching. Lovely and why do you think uh, we've talked a little bit before about this kind of midlife beginners or beginnings type idea I mean we're sort of similar vintage, shall I say. Um, so why do you think, what is it about midlife that, that causes us to shift stuff? Why, why do you think that's such a common thing now? Yeah, I mean, I think it's been a common thing that, that the midlife crisis was known because it's, it, it is a stage in your life where you are moving, you're trans, sort of transitioning from one era to the next and a lot of people deal with that in very different ways and I think now with the advent of personal development and mental health and well-being we're much more equipped to move and transition through that time and for me uh, that was what I did I, I found a whole realm of personal development and I did not stop I, I literally didn't know that that shelf existed on a bookshop and it's just expanded my books behind me are full of all of those books but, and they have moved from the parenting books so that's where I my main attention was focused and knowing now what I, I now know it, it's a case of I, I had I knew that I could take control. I knew that it wasn't a case of fate 
you know, things would just happen to me that I could actually be in control and I could move my life in a direction of my own choice. And that has been really empowering. And I absolutely love it. And so my motto is definitely it's never too late to be what you might have been and that who you are and what you do and what you have is all within your control. And what you want to have determines who you become and what you do. So my question out is to people right now is to what is it you're doing? Are you living or are you existing? Lovely. And I think that's a really important question. I mean, I'm a, I'm a fellow midlife beginner. You know, I left corporate life a few years back and decided to become an entrepreneur. And, you know, now I have a uh, two different businesses, a third on the way. So I'm busy populating the world with, you know, startups. Um, (laughs) But one of the things I think that was such a big challenge for me was I'd been in corporate for such a long time and moving into entrepreneurship, while it was a leap, there were things that I didn't expect to feel uncomfortable about so some of my skills I didn't realize that selling myself I didn't know that you know what my value was so uh, you you worked in did you work you worked in corporate originally before you moved into property or were you doing were you doing other things yeah I worked in recruitment so I I was working in an agency and I had my own temps desk I was actually the manager of several people on the temp site and temps are the, the roles where you would place somebody for anything from a day through to several months it depended on what that temp contract was and it was in the sectarial and admin area that I focused on so we, between the team of us, we had around about sort of 300, 400 temps working in, in a variety of com- companies within London, centre London. And it was great. It was great fun, but it was full on. And it was a, a full on role that I then, having had children, decided not to return to. So I was at home for near on 12 years before I then returned into the workforce. I went to work for a startup and they they they'd just got some venture capital back, backing, they'd started up, they needed me to come on board and help them. And I actually rebranded them. So they, they even though they were a startup, I actually rebranded a startup and we did a whole sort of relaunch again of that business. And it was a project development management company in the property space. And it was there that I thought, well, hold on, you know, these guys are doing property and, you know, I've got a property. Why am I not doing this on my own? And it was then the Brexit decision came. I was asked to sort of reduce my number of days. And I thought, well, actually, this is a perfect, perfect opportunity for me to step into a space where I could start to build a portfolio. And that was it. That was where I got the confidence, having gone back to work and then went into the world of being an entrepreneur. And it was a steep learning curve for sure. You know, there is <laughs> anyone who's gone out there and, and thought, oh, this is going to be an easy ride. We, we, we all have got the scars to prove that it isn't. And there's so many different facets that you have to pick up. And yeah, I, I, I definitely have some, some sort of open scars still waiting to heal from that journey. <laughs> waiting until they can be reborn as good dinner party stories, I like to think, you know, when you oh, can my breathe and laugh at yourself about the horrible time you had. <laughs> 
Yeah, there's still some raw ones that I'm not ready to laugh about yet. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, we'll move swiftly on from that. You know, I noticed um, you talked about the opportunity. You worked with a startup and you worked um, on their brand. And as this is the Building Brand New podcast, I think that's a lovely segue into talking about brand. So um, when you took on rebranding that startup, was that was rebranding something you'd done before or was this something that you you just identified and fell into a bit more naturally? No, it was not something that was my area of expertise. And we actually organized for an agency to come in and help us with that, which was fantastic. So I got to work with Steve Edge from Edge Design, who is absolutely wonderful. And it was so fun to work with a team in this space. And I learned a huge amount. My skills lie in organization and implementation. So it was easy for me to sort of bring in the experts from the different elements that needed to be done and then just deliver that as a whole project. And I had people in the back end of doing all the IT, switching all the websites so that overnight there was a lovely transition. And again, it was all about the marketing, you know, speaking to the clients, helping them to understand why we were rebranding and understanding the purpose behind the business, you know, what was going to be the vision that the business had and taking it forward. So again, it's interesting because, you know, that's where I'm focused on now on, on the why, but actually, you know, this was my first probably understanding from the perspective of of the implementation of it within a business perspective, even though I'd been working for a company for many years that had all of those tick box exercises of the purpose and the vision that I would deliver when I was presenting to a company. And and having gone into hundreds of companies, I saw it from the other side, but it never really sat sort of with me as as an understanding because when I was working for the recruitment company, I had my own space. I was doing my own thing and I was very clear with my own vision, but I didn't know that it had a name per se at that time. It's only with hindsight that that's what it was. Isn't it, isn't it interesting that, that it's, it's something that's usually there and it sort of shapes and emerges and all of a sudden it pops up and you go, oh, that's, that's what that is. Oh, see, I've been doing that for quite some time. <laughs> Oh, the so power of hindsight. Yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, uh, you know, you've got, you talked about why there um, for that particular business. So why do you think the why was so important um, in the successful delivery of that rebranding and that project for that business? It was pulling together all the strands. It's a project management company and the, the whole branding got called Opera. And it was all about all the elements that come together in the opera. And then we use the baton as the emblem for the actual design. And that meant you know, it, was, it was bringing all those pieces together to deliver an incredible performance. And, you know, it was perfect. It was a brilliant, inspired piece from the agency that they brought all that together. It was initially it was like, oh, that's a bit bizarre. You know, what does that mean? And but it, it makes sense. And, and when you understand the why. And the story behind the business and the, and the founders of that company, it made perfect sense. And it was easy to then communicate that story to the clients and to all of the people, the different stakeholders within the business, why we were going to choose that as the, as the new brand. And everybody was on board and it was really exciting and it looked fab. Excellent. It's obviously something you're really proud of. Yeah, well, I can't take ownership for it. I, I literally just help it, implement it. Yeah, but still, you know, I think it's brilliant to be, there's kind of like there's no I in team is, you know, a bit of a, a catchphrase, you know, where, where we all work together to do things and we all need other people to, 
to make things come to fruition. So a bit like the opera or the orchestra, you know. Yeah, absolutely. It's exactly that. And, I, and I'm a huge team player. I, I love working with other people. I love being part of a process, which is probably why I found being an entrepreneur quite difficult because I was on my own again and, and wanting to connect with lots of people. But I've managed that in other ways. And now, you know, my my businesses are focused around working with other people all the time. I spend all day connecting and talking and speaking and and working with people. So it works well. And you obviously love it so much so that you have not just one podcast, but two. So um, I've heard you talk before about, oh, I've sort of discovered podcasting and it's become it's become your thing, I guess, hasn't it? So uh, tell me a little bit about, you know, how, how that connecting grew into I Might Start a Podcast. Like, you know, who does that really? <laughs> well, the, the way it happened the first time round was I was running a network event, a monthly network event, a property one in Gravesend in Kent. And we had between 50 and 75 people coming every month. It was really successful. Everybody loved it. And I absolutely loved the, the event. And then COVID happened. And so my business partner and I had a meeting to take everything online. We were running property training sessions. I was doing coach. We were both doing coaching one-to-one separately. We had different areas of expertise and we were going to take the network online. We also had the podcast at that point as well. And that was great. And the reason why we took the pod, we started that podcast up a year before was purely because we had noticed so much demand for property practical property information that we took it into the airwaves so we could serve more people and when we had that meeting to take it all online my business partner said that his heart wasn't in it anymore he he sort of wanted to move in a different direction this seemed like a natural opportunity for that to happen and I was so upset and I thought I was shocked. I was like, oh, you know, this is such a shame. I really, I was, we were building momentum, we'd build traction over the last 18 months. But when I really sat down to think about what it meant and why I was upset, it was because it was the podcasting element and, and the networking element that I absolutely loved. So I thought, well, why don't I just do my own show? That would make sense. So within knowing with it that I had just a week before we were going to record the last episode of The Property Vault, I had that week to really think about it. And I was racking my brain thinking, what is it I want to do? Where do I want to go? The world is my oyster. I could literally pick anything on any topic and go with it because now is my time. Now is it, you know, midlife beginnings. Let's bring it on. And it, it probably was between midlife beginnings and focus on why, which is what I woke up with the, that answer on that morning of sort of signing out of the other episode. So on that one, I, I literally said, yes, I've got a new podcast. It's called Focus on Why. And then I had to set about actually making it happen. <laughs> I heard a saying years ago, someone said, you've got to throw your hat over the wall because then you've got to go and chase it. You've got to go and get it. Um, and that's absolutely that's absolutely brilliant. That's often what what I talk about with my um, with my clients as well is that you know stop making everything perfect before you do anything. Sometimes you've just got to say it and then make it happen. So tell me a little bit about um, you know how uh, you've talked about how focus on why came about, but tell me a little bit more about um, you know how you approached the podcast itself um, and 
you know, it's it grown to uh, to be quite something. I've heard some some fairly impressive statistics. So, how did how did all of that start and happen? Yeah, well, Kim, don't believe all the statistics. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, what what it, what it is is I I have a fascination for understanding what drives people in life and. That, that comes through in my coaching work and it just seemed to make sense that I spend so much time on, on asking that question, why it's at the heart of all of my conversations. It just made sense to take that into the podcast space and invite people from all walks of life to share why they're doing what they're doing in the hope that it would inspire people, it would motivate them, it would uplift them. In the times of COVID, it just seemed like a perfect opportunity to launch a lockdown podcast and we're still in lockdown you know it's you know almost a year later it's 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 still the case and it has served so many hundreds of I wouldn't say hundreds of thousands but tens of thousands of people because that's the number of downloads I've had it's in 78 countries and I didn't know where it was going to go when I recorded my first episode and I didn't know who it was going to affect. I didn't know what the impact would be. But I knew that it was a message that I could share because it was one that I felt had served me and had helped me in my life. And I figured, well, there must be other people out there who don't know that this is this is a thing, that this is possible, that you can become who you want to become by taking action, taking responsibility, taking control. So that was it. That was my simple concept took it into a space where I thought well I'll just lead this see what's going invite other people on share the platform with them and in between each of my interview episodes I I get the opportunity to reflect and observe what I've taken away from those episodes and I do and that's exactly what I do I have reflections and observations and people reach out to say thank you and what they've done as a result of tuning in which is just unbelievable it's amazing to think that these people that you you don't know have been impacted by something that you've shared or one of your guests have shared or you've just created a space for them to access something. Yeah, and I won't know a lot of what people have gone on to do because, uh, you know, they might not reach out and say what they've done or they might not even be aware that that was the this trigger point. You know, they might go on to think something, do something, read something, which then goes on to something else. So, you know, it doesn't matter. What, what, what for me is important is that the voices are heard, people are heard in life, and then they go on themselves to help others. And that mm. is the ripple effect that is caused that you just won't ever know. And I know that there are many people out there who have missions to achieve financial targets and say, you know, I want a number of my clients to achieve this. From my perspective, yes, that's important, but, you know, great that they're achieving that. But for me, it's about making a difference and creating an impact and creating a betterment for the world. Why is such a huge question? isn't it so so how do you you know you you mentioned coaching before um you've obviously had loads of guests on the show um how do you take this big question called why and 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 get to something I guess that that opens something up for people you know are there any things you see as a pattern or is is everybody very very different I think from my perspective, 
it's just making people aware that there is a choice, that you have a choice, that there is a way of living with purpose. And I don't want people to get hung up on the word purpose as well, because it sounds quite huge and it doesn't have to be. It can be that you simply have a a destination, a goal, a desire in life that you would like to pursue. And if that is going to help you become more fulfilled in life, then that is enough. But it's a case of just understanding and helping people to that root of fulfillment to help them understand what their values are. A lot of people aren't even aware that they're living in conflict because they're going against their core values and, and their needs. And this is, this is a, a case that Gallup find, you know, when they find how many unfulfilled people are in the work environment, it's because they, they're in pursuits or they're in work and roles that are totally misaligned with their values. And that's where a lot of people leave their particular jobs because they don't feel valued by their line managers or they don't feel as though they're being recognized for their skills. So I'm just here to help people to find their their sort of purpose in their work in whatever way that means. So that doesn't mean everybody jumps ship and become an entrepreneur, but it's it's definitely finding more alignment in what they're doing and helping companies to to find their vision as well. Great. I think that's probably why we connected so quickly when we first met as well, because there's something about you know, we're obviously both quite passionate entrepreneurs and that's a decision that we've taken. But what we see is that it's not about becoming an entrepreneur. It's about becoming aligned with who you are and what you value and where you want your life to go. If that happens to be in the company you still work for, fantastic. You know, but but how do we sort of build the muscle to give you, I don't know, more focus, more impetus, more power in that, I guess. Yeah. So if we talk a little bit more about the podcasting, because I've only just started podcasting, so I'm a newbie at this, and I'm about to, in the next couple of months, put it onto like a proper, a grown-up podcasting platform, which we've talked about. So why would someone, you know, what is it about a podcast that makes it such a great tool? Why would someone put in the time and effort to have a podcast? There are so many benefits, Kim, and whether that's from a personal perspective or a business perspective or, or a combination of the two. For me personally, it's helped me with clarity of my message, of my sort of root in life, per se, my compass. And it's helped me with the communication skills to understand how I sort of listen and question things in life. And from a perspective of opportunities, I never could have imagined doing what now but podcasting has given me those opportunities it has enabled me to connect with people from all over the world and talk to them about the things I absolutely love and really enjoy talking about so from that perspective it it sits really well with my values from a business perspective the visibility has been huge and with visibility that means I'm then able to help more people and from that perspective I'm able to then you know, serve them in ways that they can then serve their audiences so that the ripple effect is apparent there. And it's the credibility, you know, when you are, when you have a podcast, you're held in this sort of revered status, which is crazy, because I'm the same person as I was yesterday without my podcast. But I, you know, having a podcast just puts you into this elevated position. And you have access to 
having conversations with people that probably would not normally be accessible to you. So you wouldn't necessarily be able to share the stages with these people without it having to be on a paid basis. Whereas with a podcast, you say, would you like to come on my show? They say, of course, yes, I'd love to come on, on your show. So, you know, that from that perspective, and then you become aligned with their sort of status. So it does elevate you quite quickly if you do your show well. But, you know, I, I, you know, I do need to put a caveat in here that it has to be done from a certain perspective and has to have a really good message. But it's, a, it's linked to the inspiration. You're inspiring people to take action. And again, they start to see results and those successes become your successes indirectly. Um, but if they thank you, then they do become your director of successes as well. So there's so many different elements. It's a connection. It's a collaboration. It's the authority that you're building and the visibility to create that incredible brilliance that sort of starts to shine in all directions. Perfect. And uh, I also want to um, let listeners in on something I, I heard Amy share, uh, actually, last night, um, that when she first launched her podcast, was it you were in the top four up there with the likes of Tim Ferriss, Jane yeah. Shetty and Tony <laughs> Robbins? Um, is that true is that what happened yeah so so in the scheme of the podcast I I was Tim Ferriss was number one and then there was number four happened to be me and number five was Gary V and then number number six was Rob Moore the disruptive entrepreneur so yes and then it was featured I was featured in top shows for business for a while and in that again my name my brand my whole focus on why is sitting there and the way it it sort of sits in the display, it did put me above Jay Shetty and Tony Robbins and Tim Ferriss. So, you know, it it was a moment to screenshot and preserve for <laughs> forever. <laughs> so it was yes. great. Yeah. When your children get older and question you and all that sort of thing and go, look, have you done this? Have you? Have you? <laughs> well, you know, actually, that was the pivotal moment for the children to sort of sit up and take notice was when I... I said to them on oh, get get your phone out. This is one of my first podcasts as well. It's not necessarily the second one, but with the first one, I said, Oh, get your phone out and go on this app. And then I just asked them to sort of scroll down and then they saw me. And it was that moment that they saw me sitting in a space that they, you know, wasn't just mum. You know, it wasn't just, you know, me sitting in my office. This is actually on an accessible platform and you know, they they tease me now. They say, Alexa, play focus on why. And <laughs> you'll never escape it now <laughs> so so what uh you've talked about what um podcasting has 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 done for you and the general benefits so if someone was was sort of deciding is a podcast investing in time and, and effort in a podcast or something else you know there's blogs there's youtube there's 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 all sorts of ways to market so what are the some of the questions people should ask themselves about am I right for a podcast or is a podcast right for me yeah it's about understanding where it fits into your whole client your whole customer journey and your business as a whole is it the right medium for you to be communicating to your audience are your audience in the podcast audience so those would be the first questions before any we even launch into it is understanding 
it, am I communicating to an audience in this space? So if your audience is not in that podcast space, which I, I doubt it because I do feel that majority of people now are erring towards listening to podcasts, there's still a large percentage, particularly in the UK, that haven't adopted it as opposed to other audiences they are a bit further ahead. The US particularly much further ahead. It's huge in the States. So if you have a global audience, this would work well for you. And it's, it's a case then of identifying where your audience is, what problem you're going to be solving for them, what solution you're going to be providing, and how you then deliver that in, in what format your podcast is going to take shape if you decide that it is right for you. So there's lots of different ways of you putting your own personal spin on it to create your branding around the podcast. And for me, it is my way of, of delivering my voice. People trust me. They want to come and work with me, having listened to my show. Some, somebody called me up just before Christmas last year and said, when can we start working next week? And I said, well, you know, I need to sort of explain what, what I do and how I work. No, I, I don't need to know anything. I just know you're the right person. And it was purely because they'd been listening to my show and he, he'd actually listened just to one episode and that was all it needed. Most people have listened to several episodes, but it, it, a case of then it being sitting well with all of your other platforms. So he went to my website, he looked at my LinkedIn page and it was all very much saying the same message. So it's, it's got to be on brand, what you're delivering. It has to be congruent to the rest of what you're offering. Okay. And there's sort of the flip side of, of podcasting, isn't it, is being a guest. So before I started my, my podcast, um, now this podcast late last year, um, I'd been a guest on quite a lot of podcasts. And I still try and do that sort of once a month or so because, you know, I like the whole pod swapping idea I think it's brilliant um but but it's also about putting yourself out there and putting yourselves in in other people's space so how does how do you think that works as a sort of a marketing vehicle and perhaps some tips about what being a good guest looks like yeah it's really important to be a good guest for your host and so I I have pre-qualification questions so whether I'm a guest or I'm the host I will have some, spend some time with that host or if I'm the host with my guest just to understand what it is they want to deliver I always listen to other people's shows before I go and onto them so I understand what the sort of tempo is what the pace of of how they wanted to deliver how how that conversation is going to look so that because I know that that works for their audience that's what they're trying to deliver so I will pick up where they, they are already presenting in that style. Some podcasts are very different from others. So it's really important that you take the time to do your research as you would do with, you know, anything you're spending time with, it's important to make sure you're prepared. So I would ask the right questions of my hosts. I would say to them, what is it you want to deliver for your audience? What time frame are you wanting to get your the message in? You know, what is it I'm allowed to say? What would you prefer me not to say? And just have all of those questions. And you know, is it a case of you've got pre-prepared questions or do you want it to be a free flow conversation? And what would be, if you had to choose a title for this episode, what is the core delivery that you want to share here? Brilliant. I think that's um, that, 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 that they're really good tips because often, uh, you know, I didn't see the need for a podcast, but certainly being a guest on other people's podcasts has allowed me, one, I... I reach their audience which is great but also um 
I repurpose that and I put it on my own social media feeds and I replay it and say, you know, I did a 20-minute interview here. Check out what I had to say about, I don't know, branding being non-negotiable or whatever that particular topic is. And I think there's really smart ways that, that being a guest on the podcasts um, can be repurposed and, yeah. and made part of your bigger marketing campaign. Um, and Absolutely. it's certainly, yeah, sorry. sorry. Was, yeah, no, I was going to say, uh, you, you're introducing yourself to a new audience and you're able to offer value to that audience. So then if you did decide to have a show yourself, you can bring those people across to your, to your own audience as well. You're not stealing them. You're, you know, you're sharing your audience. The podcast community is, is a great space. They're very supportive of one another and everybody understands that it is important to share the guests and the, and the audience around with one another. But for me, you're getting your visibility, you're getting credibility, you're connecting with new people. But the most important thing is if you haven't got the time to run your own show, being a guest is a great opportunity because you get the, the leverage and the, and the visibility, but without all of the back effort of all the work of the distribution of the editing of the, the marketing involved there, you can sort of come in, do your stuff and then help at the, at the other end of the marketing element. Yeah. I also think it, you, you mentioned it before in, in, uh, in clarity. I think when um, you're a guest the first couple of times, you might think you're clear about what you want to say, but, but also you're in the hands of, of someone else's podcast, someone else's questions. And it, for me, it gave me practice about what this medium meant and what I wanted to say and what were the, perhaps what were my, um, my stories and, and messages that I wanted to leave wherever I went, but how do I make them flexible given podcasts are, you know, have different angles and different slants. So for me, it gave me a lot of clarity and a lot of practice. It's a really good point you make there, Kim, because quite often I, I want to make sure that each time I'm on as a guest, I'm not sharing the same stories and it's not just repurposing the same content that I have so I, I will always share something different across different podcasts so I'm giving that host something unique for them to share I feel that that's kind of like a responsibility that I have because you know it's not fair for them just to have the same old oh I'm not going to listen to Amy on on Kim's podcast because I've heard her on somebody else's podcast it just wouldn't be you know right from my perspective so I've shared things today that I haven't shared in other places because I feel that that's giving you good value as a host. And it is much appreciated. Thank you for being a good guest, Amy. Um, speaking about um, being a good guest, so what's, what's next for you? Let me give you the space to talk about what, what's next, um, you know, in the podcast, in your um, midlife beginnings, your coaching. Um, what's next for Amy Rollinson in 2021? Well, this is something that I have shared on other podcasts is that I am writing a book and it's <laughs> yeah I, uh, but I'm still in the early stages of that but I really want to get the book out this year so that is my my focus the podcast is continuing in absolute force it's you know I've booked all the way through to the end of September at the moment which is fabulous I've got loads of guests coming up who are going to be fantastic and share such great value. I think there might be a lady called Kim coming up. How <laughs> exciting is that? <laughs> uh, so yes, it's continuing with the podcasting, continuing with my coaching, but I, I'm very aware that 
I need to make myself more accessible to one to many from a product services based element. So I, I am looking to either launch a mastermind or something online course based. So that's also in, in progress at the moment. Wow. So not stepping back and, you know, going quietly into the night. It's more to come. Definitely more to come. I think anyone who knows me, knows me well, knows that that's never on the cards. <laughs> Brilliant. So just a couple of final questions as, as, we, as we wrap up, Amy. You know, we've, we've sort of been chatting for about, you know, 35 minutes now. So what, what would be your one piece of advice for listeners today. So this is Building Brand You. We've talked about branding and podcasting and midlife beginning. So what would be one key takeaway you'd like them to, to take with them today? Oh, it's simple. It's just it's never too late to be what you might have been. If you've been thinking of something and you've been putting it on the back burner, just pursue it because you're not going to get another opportunity. It's the whole live not exist scenario for me. Carpe diem, seize a day and be bold. Just step up and into a space that you want to be. And, you know, we, we have so much opportunity. There's so much potential. And I feel that even myself, I feel even though I've achieved so many things in the last year, I know there's more to come. And it's only because I've stepped out of the comfort zone or a space where I thought was comfortable, realizing actually that wasn't serving me, that I could take myself into a new space, challenge myself. And so I look to challenge myself and really push, but in a good way, in a way that is going to serve other people, in a way that is going to help other people become more fulfilled, because I've seen that happen. I've, I've literally walked the walk. I'm now talking the talk and I'm just getting out there and doing it. And if, if anything should happen, I know that I have lived a life with purpose that has helped other people. What a lovely note to end on. So if people want to get in touch with you, either about um, midlife beginnings or I know you do some podcast um, mentoring and coaching as well. So how do, how do people find you? We'll put some stuff in the show notes as well, but how do people yeah. find you? Thank you, Kim. So the easiest way is just to go to my website, which is amyrowlinson.com. You'll find everything there that you need. And yes, if you want to subscribe to the podcast, that would be fantastic. I, I would love to hear what you have to say about the show. And if you're thinking about launching a show, reach out to me. I, I offer free calls to sort of talk about those early steps and how you then may be right for you at this time. So yes, that's it. Again, that's accessible via my website, or you can go to the link that you'll put in the show notes, which is my Calendly link. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to join us on Building Brand You today, Amy. It has been, as a host, you've been a great guest. It's been an absolute pleasure. Well, from the perspective of being a guest, you've been a fabulous host. So thank you, Kim. Okay, thank you, listeners. And thank you for listening to the building brand new podcast i'm kim hayner and if you've enjoyed this episode please leave me a five-star review on apple podcasts connect with me on linkedin facebook instagram or twitter and for all the latest news and tips become a member of the brand new building brand new facebook group I help people to accelerate their success by unlocking their greatest asset. If you'd like to find out more, please book in for a free 20-minute coaching call at calendly.com forward slash Kim Hamer forward slash BBY chat.
accelerate your results by unlocking your greatest asset, you.